Sean, and this is Sess with Cass. God, I'm like professionally sorry for that. <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Sass with Cass. I'm your host, Cassandra Grodd, and I'm the best-selling author of both Bully and Darling. It is my intention behind creating this podcast to share with you my passion around helping others feel like their most confident selves. Even if this podcast is just able to give you a smile or something to lighten up your day, I really hope that I can share my love for healing, beauty, sex, life, and everything in between. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to the Self Love Club. All right, guys, welcome back to Sass with Cass. It is an absolute honor to be in the studio today, not by myself. It's also actually just really fucking cool to be in a studio because the whole time we were in lockdown, your girl was sitting in a room on a microphone. So it's fun to be here. I'm really excited for this episode. I know you guys will be too. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for the love that the podcast has had. You guys can follow me on the Sass with Cass Facebook group, which grows Every day you can submit your questions and thank you for submitting questions for the pod, guys. Every time I ask, I get about 100 to 500 replies. So thank you for keeping the podcast on the charts. It's been an absolute honor and we've got really exciting things coming up, one of them being today. So I am sitting here across the room from a very dear friend, but also a man who's a smorgasbord of talent. He's not just a food critic, he's a model, he's an influencer, he's a little bit of everything. And I truly feel like he or you are someone who's, you really inspire people because you're intrinsically yourself. And that is why it is such an honor to welcome you to Sass with Cass. Food critic, extraordinaire, eat lit food, Albert Cho, everybody. You're so fucking nice. Um, <laughs> in other words, jack of all trades, master of none. But hello, <laughs> thank you so much for having me on here, Cass. Oh, no, it's an it's an absolute honour. And you were highly requested. Did you know that? No, I Dude, didn't. Dude, I asked for people and everyone wanted you. Really? Yeah. I, I never know where I stand because I'm such like a person that people either really like or really hate. So it's it's great to like know that people want to hear 100%. me. A hundred percent. I think if they love you or hate awesome. you, they're following you and they're here for the great. journey. Great. So Albert, we are going to kick this whole thing off by telling everybody how we met. Oh, so, <laughs> oh fuck. So when I first met Cass, she really left a really lasting impression on me because... How yeah, baby, this yeah, house done. Yeah, because... <laughs> Um, our friend, we have a mutual friend called Esther. Shout and, out um, Esther. Esther lives over, she lived overseas at the she time. She did. So when she comes to Auckland, she has like this whole big fucking homecoming thing where she like invites like <laughs> 20 of her friends like one spot. It's, it's Coachella, right? Yeah, yeah. We're talking about totally, Coachella. Totally. It's New Zealand Coachella. Yeah. And she doesn't care if these people won't mesh well together. She's like, everyone's here for me. That is the thing. They're all <laughs> yeah. different groups yeah. of people. You get the, your fucking, like, gamers. You get gamers, your fucking, like, the gamers are here weird force. food critic like Albert. Yeah. Weird bitch like Chalita. And you got this, your white-ass yeah, thought in the white, corner and busted down. This white girl Cassandra. <laughs> so, like, honestly, the first impression is I'm just like, Cassandra, she's a pretty bitch, so I'm not going to give her my time because she's probably going to be a bitch. So I was just like... <laughs> Hi, from across the table. Yeah, Yeah, that was it. Hey. Yeah, yeah. And then I gave her no attention. But then, as like, when it's like a large group of people, it's like, it's obvious that's going to like 
condensed down to like totally. a small group and then people are dropping off one the by sheep, one the sheep are dropping yep. off left and right baby totally. it is time for the real to prevail totally yeah and then it just ended up as me chalita esther and cass yeah and Shout out to Lita too. Yeah. We can link them all, guys. You can all go follow our friends. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fucking Cassandra was just on another level. Like, she was just screaming, <laughs> running, sprinting. The running is, like, a key word I really want to highlight, guys. And, like, what I really admired about you was when the... You know when, like, the momentum starts to wear off on the night out? Yeah. You just start just clapping your hands. You're like, no, guys, yeah, yeah, guys, yeah, we're it's, going. It's going up. We're the going, going, going up. We're going to go to family. <laughs> and then at family bar, Cassandra's not even the gay one. <laughs> Like, me and Shalita are bisexual. I mean, Esther, let's be real, she's pretty bisexual as well. I'm not she's sure She's bisexual Cass. after a drink. Yeah. And after then, a soju. But with Cass, she, I had to drag her off the dance floor, and then we were going into like, an Uber to go home, because it's like 3.45, and no one's to stay in family till 4 a.m., because mm-hmm. that's when the lights come on. 100%. And that's fucked. But Cass sprints back inside <laughs> when I turn around, and she, I have I'm to like, like, go Usain chase Bolt. her. Yeah. I'm straight in that bitch. And she's back on the dance floor just charging her. I'm a front runner. Oh my, and I remember the next day, like, me and Chalita were just, like, talking about the night before, and we're like, who the fuck is that Cassandra bitch? Because we love her. Like, she is <laughs> so funny. And ever since then, I was like, I, I need to know more about this girl. I need to be friends with her. And, like, here we are today. A t- complete enigma. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, hey, it's a... It's a newfound friendship and respect, and I felt the same way. I just felt like I found my people. I feel like on social media, everyone or some people pin me into this, like, spiritual, woo-woo, mm. poetry writer, sad bitch in the right. corner, and I love that aesthetic, yeah. and we pull it Monday to Friday, yeah. but God forbid Friday <laughs> night hits. My ass is in Cairo, baby. It's about to go down. Screaming. Yeah, screaming. Yes, let's go, let's go, let's go! I was like, whoa, bitch. I love totally. it. Totally. So... In case, you know, for the listeners tuning in right now who mm. haven't heard of you or don't know you, yeah. introduce yourself, tell me your page, your handle, where we can find you, age, star sign. Cool. Okay, so my name is Albert Cho mm-hmm. and my Instagram handle is eatlipfood. And skr, I, skr. I, <laughs> I started that like two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, it's basically just where a page where I um, go to restaurants and I talk about food. But, like, you know when you read, like, normal food reviews, it's real pompous and fucking, like, you can't relate to it at all. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just talk about it like I would to any of my friends. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what was so attractive for people. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm 23 years old and I am an Aries. Yeah. The Aries thing. Albert told me we just had we just We're had a lunch. bit drunk right now, yeah, to be okay, honest. Yeah, okay, so... Here, Let's uncover the title of this podcast. So the title of this podcast is Get Lit with Eat Lit Food. Full disclaimer, you drank two dirty martinis? Two dirty martinis, and that's, like, lethal for me. Yeah. He's, I'm a lightweight. He's a lightweight, and, I mean, I've had a couple G&Ts, so we're singing. We are <laughs> we are coming to you guys on a slight buzz. And, like, those were our first drinks since lockdown, because I we both did two weeks of just, like... Totally. Clean, just like I... Cause, totally. Yeah, I, and now I'm a bit trolleyed, but it's fine. And it's the fine. thing with the title is, like, I'm going to bring the element of alcohol to you later. I've pre-planned this. so I'm I'm looking forward to it. Strap in. So, I mean, the thing about Albert being an Aries is I'm a Libra, and Libra and Aries are completely square on the Zodiac. I was explaining this to him earlier. So we are like, we're we're magnetic. Yeah. Put it that way. Totally. All right. So coming into your Instagram account that so many are hooked on that Mm -hmm. is somewhat of 
the only Instagram page, I would say, doing what you're doing. Right. What was the thing that made you start? Where were you that just made you be like, I'm going to start a fucking Instagram page, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's like a mix of things. Um, I was in like my final year of uni mm-hmm. and I was studying communications at AUT. And if anyone who knows communications at yeah. AUT, you have a lot of fucking free time because the easiest degree in the planet. <laughs> 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 it's like it's not a it's not, like it's not a real fucking degree. So I had so much free time. <laughs> so I was like, fuck, I was really bored. I was always We've on my phone. We've got multiple reports of shots fired. <laughs> We're gonna need to clear the area. I was on my phone a lot, so I was like, just kind of always on Instagram. And at this time, I was also. I mean, my plan always was to, I was modeling a lot mm-hmm. when I was in my final year of uni. And mm-hmm. when I graduated uni, I was going to move to Korea for at least a year to pursue modeling full time. Amazing. Yeah. And then... Is that where your family's from? Um, yes. Cool. Yes. And then, so, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but in the modeling industry, male models are kind of split into two categories. Um, mm-hmm. Either very, very thin or quite muscly. And they do like the, like, you know, underwear shots and stuff. Mm-hmm. My Korean agency grouped me into the really thin category. Mm-hmm. So um, basically, standards in Korea are a lot different to um, New Zealand. So skinniness in Korea is like, like rake thin. So wow. um, yeah, like super super thin. So wow. my agency in Korea was just like, don't think about coming here if you're not like this certain measurement. So wow, yeah. So um, I basically put myself through crazy diets, and like one that I like remember the most is like when I ate like an apple a day so apple for breakfast half oh, a kuma for lunch this is like the cosmopolitan yeah. diet and green tea for dinner and I did that for two weeks stop yeah and then I reached a really low weight of like 50 kgs and like mind you Jesus that's I'm, insane he's I'm, actually quite tall I'm you're six t- foot one yeah yeah you're tall so I was like 50 52 kgs ranging there and to maintain that I had to have one meal a day and then I was like I got obsessed with guaranteeing that one meal would be perfect. So I started reading, like, online reviews on, like, Zomato. Right. And, like, some, some people post stuff on Instagram. But, like, right. of, like these, these reviews were shit. Like, they were either, like, they didn't really talk about the food. Mm. Or they just, like, kind of talk in a way where I'm just like, I don't want to fucking read your fucking pompous-ass words because nobody talks like that. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that I didn't, I, I, I wouldn't say that I, like, took it on myself and was like, saw it as my duty, mm. but I just kind of was like, it'll be crack up. <laughs> I did it like something on my own. And it just started off as a thing like I did for my friends to watch and kind of laugh at as well. Totally. And kind of snowboard into what it is today. That is the best story <laughs> ever. That is so, so, so yeah. cool. Do you think from that experience and like creating this one amazing meal, mm. Is that the thing that makes you so captivating? What do you think makes you juiciest and shiniest? What do you think about you is what people hook onto? I think because I never had the intention of my, like, Instagram account of ever making money. I Mm -hmm. never, I didn't start that way. So Mm -hmm. it definitely started as a thing where I was completely transparent and honest. Mm -hmm. And people were drawn to that. And yeah, luckily, the authenticity. yeah, brands are drawn to that as well. So I, d- <laughs> I yeah, mean. thank fuck. Thank so fuck. I, do, I don't yeah. have to lose that sense of myself and like my Instagram. And I think that's where there's like my Instagram is different to a lot of other people's Instagrams as well. Absolutely. And like, I'm blessed to like have business partnerships and stuff where like they don't want me to fake anything, you know? So mm. 
I've kind of, I've just been kind of riding on that boat of just always being honest. And that's where I think my success is kind of lied into. I couldn't agree more. And I I mean, I was saying this to you earlier, but also for listeners just tuning in, you are someone who is followed by such immense engagement. Like when I asked for questions about you, there were hundreds and hundreds of people. They're very, very curious about your life. And when you are an authentic and honest person, I think you do attract that because it's like a moth to a flame. Yeah. I guess I'm not just authentic about food. I'm quite authentic about like everything. Yeah. Like I, when I get like really like mean messages I post it online publicly I'm yeah, just like totally. I'm quite transparent about how I feel my sex life I'm quite totally. transparent about yeah I just think I I'm really fuck book. with that yeah thank I'm you I'm like that too like yeah I know you are like your lip fillers lip you're fillers. just like I don't fucking exactly. care like, you even exactly. you messaged me you were like do you mind me talking about this yeah. I was like fuck no like go I love it. that about you because that's like me like mm. I got Botox in my jaw I'm just like I fucking I love telling people I got it because mm. I mean I there's nothing worse than someone like pretending that they've been born a certain way and then it just makes it so unfair for people and like it makes someone feel a little bit more insecure about themselves like it's better seeing mm. someone beautiful and them saying like i fucking paid for this yeah and you the can space too. is not free honey. yeah like you can too but like, yeah. but like when it's like oh i was born like this and you weren't it's just like fuck i absolutely love that yeah what do you think going back to that albert with the person who was trying to get into career and all of yeah. that what is one thing that you wish you could tell yourself then from your perspective that you have now i mean back then like i thought the only thing i had was um basically like i valued so much about like my looks and Mm. like being a certain body size because like i grew up with a sister who was so much smarter than me and still is so much smarter than me she's like the most intellectual person shout she, out your sister that's she, amazing she is a quadruple major of, in uni same <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it was marketing um sociology psychology and i forgot the last one but she did like two business degrees and two arts degrees and she majored in all of them wow so she she's always been the favorite yeah and um in high school i always have we went to the same high school she was two years above me and teachers would literally say to me being like your sister was the most intelligent most polite girl i've ever taught in my life you are the rudest and the most like just like not smart person i've ever taught (laughs) right and like for that i was always just kind of like trying to find a different avenue Mm. for myself and like for that was modeling Mm. And I was like, my sister's chubby. She's never going to be a model. Like, that wow. was my thing. Totally. And it was just such a toxic way to think. So I was totally. like, this is my, like, being thin and, like, being, looking a certain way was something that I valued so much. Mm-hmm. And I just want to tell myself kind of, like, dude, like, you're, like, one of the funniest people I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like you, you don't need to prove yourself just through, like, your physical appearance. Like, mm-hmm. there's actually a personality in there. No matter how many people... How, how many times people try to tell you that there isn't. Yeah. I absolutely love that. That's a beautiful message. Thank you. That was something that a lot of people wanted to hear from you. And I guess right. like jumping into that topic of body image yeah. and self-worth and all those things, you work in food. Yeah. And you're also, you have a beautiful and inspiring story about body image and how you mm. carry yourself and physical appearance mm-hmm. is and this was a question that a lot of people asked, right. I'm kind of paraphrasing for like a hundred yeah. people here, yeah. is do, do you ever eat that food and feel guilty? I mean, like, I think we're probably going to touch on this like a lot more soon, but like, mm. 
once you have an eating disorder, you'll never, like, fully recover from it. Totally. And, um, of course, there's always, like, a bit of guilt mm-hmm. after you eat a certain food. But, like, I've reached a point in my life where I'm just kind of like, dude, like, so fucking what if you gain a bit of weight because weight is something you can lose. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, you can, yeah. A lot of times when, like, food is in the equation, it also equates to so many special memories. Mm. And I would never trade that for anything. God, that is so important. Yes. Totally. Like, it's the just. Fa- the holidays. The- yeah, the holidays, like, the Christmas. Like, it's just like, yeah. life is too fucking short. And, like, dates, like, dating. Dates. Yeah. And, like, if you're worried about, like, gaining fucking 300 grams tomorrow, you're not going to get anywhere in life. So it's just like, and that's something you can lose in the future. Do so, you kind of agree with that? I've recently found the perspective of the less I care about food, mm-hmm. the less worried I am yeah. about sitting at Prego with you and having a yeah. burrata when I'm in my flow and I'm living totally. life and I'm aligning with the right totally. people. It doesn't stick to you. Totally. When you're stressed and you're not sleeping and yeah. those other things are out of yeah. harmony, I find personally yeah. that's when I'm like gaining the weight. Yeah, totally. And like that's, I remember like um, my sister saying this and she's like, isn't it funny that like when you fall in love, you don't care? And I was like, that's wow. so fucking true. When you fall in love, yeah. you don't fucking care about, like, having, like, an extra slice of pizza. You don't yeah. fucking care about, like, eating too much food. Yeah. You're so enjoying the moment that, like, mm. it's not even in your brain. And and all honesty, the less you think about it, the less actually the weight sticks on you as well. Like, you're just 100%. kind of living your life and it's just, you don't, you can't overthink everything like that because that just is self-sabotage. I, yeah. yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Um, Coming out the gates at a flying start. I absolutely <laughs> love this. Talking about the process of you stepping away from working in mm. somewhat of a traditional realm right. and moving into social media, yeah. what were your more traditional-based jobs before right. you started social media and uh-huh. how do you feel they led you to want to do this? Right. So while I was in uni, as I said, I had a lot of free time. So I picked mm. up a few internships. So mm-hmm. I was working at like um, a PR firm and I was also... Um, do you like the urban list New Zealand like yes. Auckland I was yes. working there for a bit and um like PR firm fuck that like I was majoring in PR for communications and like I remember working that PR firm and I was like writing fucking PR packages like pretending I'm fucking Adidas <laughs> and I'm like this is not my future like I was like this is I'm not fucking doing this my minor was journalism yeah and I was like this is way more my thing and I had an internship at urban list um shout out to Marilyn McLaughlin who was my boss at the time and she She's actually the one of the first people that taught me, like, you're a good writer. Wow. And I was like, I, I remember just, like, that really stuck with me. Mm. And then she kind of picked up on, like, this guy really fucking loves food. Mm. But he also tends to have, like, a bit of a weird relationship with food. Because this was also when I was heavily into modeling. Got it. So she put me on food writing. And she was like, that's your thing. And wow. she was like, that's restaurant openings and, like... All, like, the roundups of, like, the best, like, things to eat. That's your oh, thing. Oh, she really put you on. Yeah, she was, like, the one that did it. And that challenged me. And then um, after the Urban List, you know, like, she left. So I was kind of like, there's not really much of a reason to stay anymore because I really liked working there for her. Mm. And I was in a rut of, like, just, like, fuck, what do I do in my life? Like, I don't really want to model full-time anymore in Korea. But, like, what else am I going to do? I had no job prospects. Mm. And then... The um my boss at Denizen messaged me, like DM'd me, mm. and she was like, Um, I see you writing for like lesser magazines. Um, <gasps> how about we meet up for a coffee? Because I was freelance writing for cuisine magazine at the time. Wow. And then um 
I loved her boldness, so I was like, this is fucking endearing. So I You're like made that up, too. Yeah. You're like yeah, the jump exactly, off the cliff. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I made up with her like the following week. Mm. The next day she introduced me to like the creative director. Wow. And then she was like, you got the job. <gasps> yeah, so it was like a nine bang, to... Bang, bang, bang. Yeah, nine to six job. And like now I had an excuse to not go to Korea to model full time. And then again, oh my gosh. Claire, like she... Claire Sullivan Krauss is the boss and she... Mm. um. She put me on food writing as well because this was when my Instagram was actually popping off as well. Totally. And I learned, like, some people ask me, like, do you think it was a waste of time for you to work at a magazine for a year and contribute to someone else's business? But I'm like, no, like, that business and that work environment and Claire, they taught me how to write in a way that I'm not just like, fuck, that's no little, you know, like, you know, yeah, they gave you structure. Yeah, they gave me, like, they kind of show me that I'm capable of like being someone that's multifaceted and just like high stress. Like when you're in the working in the magazine, it's like deadlines totally. and like you got to meet those and like totally. how to thrive on stress as well. I learned and like I would never take back any of that. Like the, that's just like so valuable to me. The year I spent there, and then COVID fucking hurt, and totally. then um, I was just like half the team was made redundant. So. <gasps> Yeah. Of course, because all the magazines went under. All the magazines were just, like, kind of... Print was kind of at a risky position. Mm. And Denizen's still running now, though. But um, I was made redundant. And then that was when I was, like... To be honest, like, six months before that, I've been kind of just, like, fuck, like, Eat Lit Food's not getting any smaller. It's growing. Totally. And, like, I need to start thinking of a way that I can do this on my own because it was reaching a point when I was saying no to a lot of opportunities of eat lip food because I was in the office. You had to do your traditional to jobs, yeah. totally. And then I was like, how am I going to do this? And like, because I loved my boss so much, I loved who I worked with so much, I don't want to leave that job either. But now I'm given no choice. So mm-hmm. it was like kind of like the best thing that could have happened to me. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like that's how I led into doing my own thing. And like to think that social media is like a job is so weird, but... It is. We were just talking about yeah. that actually before we got on the mic. Yeah. It, it, is a, it is a really interesting thing. I think from the sounds of things, you've had really fundamental people in your life that mm. have come in and given you that guidance and acted in a kind of teacher role yeah. to help you build to be here whilst your social media was just blowing up organically yeah. because yeah. you had a good thing going, yeah. right? Yeah, totally. Um, what is your favorite thing about being on social media and working in social media and what's your <laughs> least favorite thing? Fuck. Um, I mean, I, I'm i never that type of guy who goes, like, fuck social media. It's, like, so toxic. And, like, I hate I completely you. disagree, yeah, actually, I'm if like, we're going to do that. I'm like, no, like, I love social media. And, like, when people are, like, when people blame, like, a lot of their mental, like, illnesses on, like, social media, I'm just kind of like, you know what? Like, that's on you. And log off. And, like, you don't need a, you, you don't need a fucking, you don't need to announce that you're logging off <laughs> right, either. Right, You can just log off. Like, no one gives a shit if you're going to be gone for, like, three months. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need to post about being like, hey, guys, I'm taking a break. But I, like, what I love about social media is that, like, I've met some of the most amazing people in my life mm. from social media. Me too. Like, Me too. like your, my, our friendship wouldn't have grown as much as it did. 100%. And, and this we wouldn't be here well. right yeah. now. And we don't have social media. And 100%. I'm just like. It's led to so many fucking opportunities for mm-hmm. me that I'm like, I fucking love it. It's me just too. like, and like, I guess it's like a thing where it's like, it depends on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just been mostly positive because mm-hmm. um, of just like the access I get to people and like how. And the connections yeah, the worldwide. Connections. Yeah, totally. But um, I guess like the one thing I 
hate about social media. Um, one thing I hate about social media would be. I mean, I never thought I'd have a problem with this, but um, and it sounds really cringe to say it out loud, yeah. but like clout chasers, like ah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Honestly, dating has kind of become a little bit harder for me. A bit me. of a thing. Yeah, where I'm just kind of like, they're yeah, they just really like being with me on the weekend when they get all the perks oh, of like, and with you they get free food. Yeah, baby. like uh, like. Going to restaurants with Albert is really (laughs) fucking fun. Can I just put that out right now? Like, I'm not going to act like that's not a perk because it's a fucking perk. Like, you go to a restaurant, it's like they're bringing Justin Bieber to a kid's convention. It's just absolutely bananas. We get free potatoes, free drinks. It's a thing. I can see why they'd date you for that. I would date you for that. Exactly. Like, it's just... And then, like, they eat all that shit up and they love it. Literally. They're literally eating it up. Monday rolls around, I'm just kind of like... Babe, like, where do you, you at? Do you not want to go to SPK <laughs> yeah, today? Yeah, but like, and like, or they're just really keen to get dinner. And I'm just yeah. kind of like, fuck, like, yeah, I'm like, I, and like, that a part sucks, of me is dude. just like, I'm sorry that happens. I can't not blame myself because I guess I put myself out there. So it's like, mm. this is kind of what I get, but mm. it oh, does well, kind of uh, suck. Yeah. I just, yeah, you'd hope people had better intentions. Totally. Yeah. I find on a friendship basis, uh-huh. a lot of people when I'm out will be like, put me on your story, put me on your story, tag right? me on your story, tag me on your story. I know. It's like, okay, I I'll put you on my that. story. I'll make sure you look fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay? I'll tag you in bold. Like, yeah. That is what I've had a lot was like, or like friendships. They like record a video of you without you like knowing. You're yes, just like kind and of then there. They and, you're, like, and you're just like mentioned you in the story. Like, bitch, I don't even look good. Like, yeah. take that fucking down. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, that segues really interestingly into my next talking point, which was uh-huh. just kind of pressures on influencers. Right. Do you feel a certain pressure being on social media? I mean, you could relate that question to mm. anything, body image, right. personality, content, whatever you like. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, social social media is a thing, like, especially me, like, I put myself out in the public, so, like, um... It definitely is, like, a thing where I get a lot more stressed about little things that a lot of people wouldn't. Like, when I get a fucking pimple, I'm just, like, mm-hmm. I'm, like, going bananas because I'm, like, my fucking skincare contract might go through the fucking window. <laughs> and, like, people are going to fucking notice it. And, like, when I, um, a lot, something that's been, like, really difficult for me is just, like, I'm a food Instagrammer. Mm. And when people want, like, advice on, like, life, I'm just mm. kind of, like... I mean, I have a great therapist. Like, do you want me to give mm. you their number? I can't really talk. I can't. I'm not in a position where I can give a lot of advice mm. on like life, and like that's why I haven't actually spoken up that much about like body image and eating disorders and stuff. Because I'm like, I am in no position to give you advice on that, and like that's something a professional should be talking to you about. And I'm not mm. a professional, but I feel like influencers nowadays have been put on such a pedestal where I'm like. Like, recently, like, all the, like, political movements that have been happening, COVID as well, just, like, people are asking advice on really important things that require a lot of knowledge and a lot of reading as well. Absolutely. I bet you feel this a lot as well, Cass. Like, Mm. it's just, like, there's so much pressure for influencers and, like, social media people Mm. to do a lot more than they signed up for. Totally. Yeah, and I'm just, I find that a little bit difficult, and it's just... Yeah, and like... There is so much power in what you said a little bit earlier where you said, I've experienced issues with body image and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
and I am in no place to give advice on that. Yeah, totally. That is a really powerful point to come from. Yeah. And the problem with influencers, in my opinion, is if someone comes out and says, I've got experience with anorexia, yeah. somehow that justifies them as a portal for the mecca of information yeah. on that topic. Totally. And it's not. It's just someone publicly and confidently yeah. owning it, right? Yeah, totally. And so like, I'll yeah, happily share my story, yeah, but I'll ha- I, yeah. I can't. I can't direct where your life is going. Totally. Totally. People have been asking me a lot for therapist recommendations and I completely get it. Yeah. But therapists are just people. They can, they can cause damage. Some can cause damage, not all. Totally. So for me to be going out there and like promoting a therapist to someone who's DM me, it's somewhat, it's just not healthy. It could go wrong. A therapist as well. It's just like, it's no, there's not one therapist for everyone. Completely. It's like you need a, what are you struggling with? Uh, yeah, I Depression, call it therapist anxiety. shopping. Like <laughs> people, you need to see at least three therapists before totally. you choose your one. You know, like you, it's going, you need to find someone that matches you. So it's like, yeah, I can give you like my therapist contact details, but I'm not going to like recommend that person to you and be like, this is the person for you. Completely. Th- we all have our own struggles and our own differences and like our own stories. And it's just like, you like, I'm not going to take responsibility for where your life is going. I can share my story and make you feel a little bit more comfortable and not alone, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to be the one that's going to be the one that's, you know, telling you what to do Mm -hmm. because that's not my job Mm -hmm. at all. I was telling you um, one day just chatting and the experience of when we went into lockdown level two again, I had a sort of semi mini flood. It ended up being, it wasn't like an obsessive amount of people. It was about 37 people at the end of it (laughs) who messaged me and asked me what they should be doing. Exactly. And whilst I'm happy to give out information of what I've heard, why or not why, but it scares me that the first thing when there's a national emergency that people ask an influencer because there are influencers out there who would give you the wrong information. It's like, I say this time and time again, just because I have followers doesn't mean I have a fucking brain. I'm like, no. Like, I know. I show no brain. <laughs> I can say some stuff about food. Like, I, I've, like, over the years, I built a pretty good knowledge on, like, flavors and aromas on, like, spices and shit. Right. But when it's, like, advice on, like. Ask me about Cajun spice, yeah, guys. If you're asking me about a pandemic. When you're under that spotlight. Yeah. How what's your experience and story with hate? And I don't mean just like the weird people in your DMs being like, <laughs> you're fat and have wrinkles. I mean like, <laughs> like you've been publicly scrutinized. How do I you mean, deal with that? Um, I mean, I haven't been like publicly, oh fuck. I mean. Just like not publicly scrutinized, but yeah. the couple articles. Yeah, right. Or, um, or, or you know, well, like, criticism. Yeah, it's not scrutiny, yeah. it's criticism. Um, my, like, main, like, the, like, I think a year, maybe, like, eight months into my Eat Lit Food thing, I mm. got into, like, a little tiffy with this, um, bagel cafe called <laughs> Goodness Gracious. And, Dude, um, so many people asked about it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I really thought I, like, outgrown that, but I really don't think I have. Um, Goodness Gracious is, like, it was, they call themselves, like, a bagelry, but bagelry, but they don't make their own bagels. Right. So, I was kind of, like... I went, because, you know, like, you know, we all know Best Ugly Bagels, yeah. right? Al Brown's establishment. And, like, those bagels are fucking amazing. Yeah. And I did one of those, like, Q&As one time, and then um, they are like, where are the best bagels? And I said Best Ugly. And I got, like, so many messages from people saying, like, goodness gracious, this is the best. And I was like, whoa, okay, I got to check this place out. Right. 
Deadass was so shit. I was like, they don't make their own bagels. Honestly, I think like the chicken was canned chicken, so like yeah. let's no, like like just everything was off, and I was right. just like, I just kind of, because I said like my Instagram started off as like a joke. It started off as something for me and my friends to laugh at. When I I had like ten thousand followers at this point, and still hadn't really sunken in that people were listening to my advice. Mm. So I just wrote it how it was, and I was like, "This place is shit." Oh, so this happened back in the day. Back in the day, like, dude, people were asking questions. Like, I, I thought this happened like in February. No, this happened ages ago. This is people walking. Won't let it go. Goodness yeah. gracious, Albert Cho is yeah. walking fast. <laughs> yeah, and then um they responded, and then right. um they were like, um. In my review, I said, like, I'm so fucking angry that um, my parents and I came here instead of our, like, usual yamcha. <laughs> and then um, they replied being like, give us your mum's bank details and we can transfer her the money back and put that to your next yamcha feed. And I was like, bro, do not include my mum into this. Like, I was oh, like, don't do that. Oh, that's, just, yeah, yeah kind of got messy then, but then News Hub picked <laughs> up on it. Dude, yeah, I was reading. Yeah. And then that's when everything went downhill. Like, mm-hmm. um... When, like, a national news outlet reports on something and makes it quite public and, like, reshares on, like, their Facebook and stuff, mm. you're attracting the weirdos <laughs> of New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Like, you are not, like, this is the point, like... The commenters. Yeah, like, the, the commenters and, like, commenters. the very sheltered people of New Zealand who are just, like, blatantly really racist. And, mm. like, the comments that I was getting was just, like... Was there not enough fucking dog meat in your bagel? Like, <gasps> it was just like, oh, go no. back to fucking Korea. Oh, and like, God. Go um, stick to reviewing noodles and oh, all this shit. Oh, that makes me feel sick. Yeah, and like, at, uh, like, honestly, like, I felt kind of like, this is when I first realized, like, the speed of social media. Totally. Where, like, literally one day, like, I felt like everyone was on my side and everyone loved eating food. It was such, like, a funny thing. Mm. And then suddenly it felt like everyone turned their back on me. And I was just kind of like, holy fuck. And, like, I felt really alone. And then I remember kind of um, making a post that night being like, the difference here is that I talk shit about food. You guys are talking shit about me as a person. Yeah, When I talk about, like, a bagel joint, they can sit down at a table and be like, hey, like, maybe we should think about making our own bagels and, like, improving the ingredients. I can't sit down with my fucking family and be like, hey, can we change my race? You know, like, I'm like, this isn't the same thing. Yeah. And that's when tables turned again and people kind of went back to being on my side. I was like, fuck all of you. I'm glad that you said that. Yeah, and I was just like, I like I can't get too comfortable with like the fact that people think I'm funny or like the fact that people like my Instagram. It's just kind of like, it's great what I have right now, but it's just like, also, like, another scary thing about social media is just, like, it can be gone in a fucking instant. Cancel culture. Cancel culture is stronger than ever right now. Like, I agree. I, I yeah, I've, I've never been so careful in my life. And, like, for me, that's quite hard because people like the fact that I'm not careful. Totally. That's your like, authenticity. Yeah, but I'm like... That's kind of like me, too. Yeah, exactly. But I'm like, yeah. we're living in a day and age where I was just, I'm just kind of, I don't know where to draw the line like mm. and like comedy because i i consider myself more than a food critic more of a comedian comedy's fucking that's un- really interesting talk about that a little bit yeah like comedy's fucking uncomfortable yeah and like right now people can't really handle discomfort so i'm just kind of like how do i do this like i can only self-deprecate myself so much to be funny i need to start self de- like start depreciating other people like you know like it's just like and like you know like chris lee's gone into so much shit about like 
his show like Jonah Takaloa. Right. Which is understandable. Like, you know, brown face is not okay. But then I'm just kind of like, but hang on, like, what about him doing Geno Kazaki and Angry Boys? That's yellow face. And like, what about, oh, yeah. you know, I'm just like, he, yeah. like Jonah gets taken down from Netflix for brown face, but what about yellow face? Like, and mm. it's just like, we're living in such like a sensitive time right now where I'm just kind of like, I'm very careful, but also just don't know how to be careful if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. Someone asked in the questions, do you think writing about certain things could be triggering for your followers? So I would be interested to hear your perspective with this Mm. and give you like space and a platform really quickly to like, maybe debunk this myth around Uh whether or not you're actually joking right just shine a light on that right i mean honestly guys like my instagram as much as i sound like authentic and honest i am about the food but like (laughs) i'm honest and authentic about the food but like when i am saying stuff like i like i have had a few people message me saying like when i talk about like shredding Mm, that's what the comment was referring to right and like when i talk about like how I like I felt so full that I thought I was gonna yak and like mm. you know I'm not actually being serious like mm. th- those are all jokes and honestly like if I had to be sensible and like completely like sensitive to every fucking mental health issue in this fucking planet like you're not gonna get the captions I'm giving giving right now and if you're wanting like humor mm. sometimes that humor is not always gonna apply to you and you're not gonna find it funny but it's just it's not always for you. Mm. And, like, I, I was going to say I'm sorry, but I'm not. Like, it's just, I'm not actually that sorry about, like, triggering you. It's just kind of, like, it's... If it's triggering you, then just unfollow me. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Do you think people have, like, a a perspective of you that you would like to debunk? Or is, is, there, is there any stereotype around you that you want to shake off? I think there might be a stereotype that I'm quite like, mm, I'm like quite mean. Okay. I, I've had. I, You're I, so nice. <laughs> He's so nice, guys. Thanks. Truly. Um, I've had like a. Um, I'm not gonna name like which restaurant it was, but I went into a restaurant once, and I the waitress was quite like a young girl. Mm. I think she was like it was like her first day, and she was training, and she mm. literally started crying, <gasps> and she was like, "I don't want to serve him," <gasps> and I was like, "What the fuck?" And she was like. I'm scared he's going to call me a white bitch. <gasps> I could hear her and I was like, oh my God, like, is that what people think of me? Like, I'm not, oh. like, I would never, ever bully a person. Mm. I, I bully food. Mm. You know, like, I, I, yeah. I, I, I like, talk shit yeah. about food. I go in if the food is shit. Yeah. But I will never, ever talk about someone as a person, mm-hmm. like, negatively. Mm-hmm. And if you, like, look at my captions, not once do I ever talk shit about even, like, a waiter, like, like someone that oh, has never. something to do with never, the food, ever, you know? Ever, like, ever. I never talk shit about You're the chef. Like, that like, no, I'm just like, yeah, no, 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 like, that's not me. Yeah. And I also, I don't ever walk into, like, a restaurant with, like, a sense of entitlement. If mm. anything, I kind of like it where I'm just kind of just, like, under the radar and just kind yeah. of like there. No, and you're like, very humble. I, yeah, people I, are normally very happy to I, see you. You might be chatty to like yeah, friends, yeah, you know, people yeah. in the industry. Yeah, but I find it quite like uncomfortable where it's just like people, there are times when like they shower me with food and like free dishes <laughs> and stuff. I'm like, whoa, like this is like getting like a bit like you guys are expecting a fucking really like 14 out of 10 post and it's just kind of yeah. like, yeah, I'm not, 
I don't I I think I come across as a snob. Yeah. But as hard as it is I mean, to believe, fuck. I'm not I'm not I'm not a snob. That's one thing. Yeah. I don't think you come across like that. Thank you. Thank not you. Not at all. Thank you. Okay. Um Okay, <clears throat> so we always do listener questions at the end right, of a podcast. Right. So this time we're going to shake it up and do it a little bit differently. Fuck. So we're doing a drinking game. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Oh, my God. Rinse as well? We have pulled... I've pulled out a rinse, guys, for Albert I did and I. A, I did a partnership with these guys. Yeah, me too. Whoa. These bitches did not Open tell up. me how strong they were. Get the ASMR. Oh, oh my god, they're, they're really strong. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. Get lit with eat lit food, everybody. Fuck, okay. All right. <clears throat> I love the apple one. Okay, we're going to fire through these questions. Thank you for all your questions, guys. You always submit so many, especially for Mr. Cho. <laughs> what does Albert even do? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. I'm going to say that's just a drink. <laughs> I mean, I can't give you actual like full details on this because I've signed like confidential contracts. But <laughs> my my main source of income is actually consulting. So yeah, like Whoa. coming up with menus of restaurants. But Whoa. the agreement I is something I initiated. I was kind of like, to be honest, I think it'll be better for you to not have me as someone in your books publicly because like I'm right now I'm 23 with not that much experience and like there are still a lot of older people who think, like, who the fuck is that kid? Who they, like, how the mm. fuck does he think he knows anything about food? But, like, I pitch myself to restaurants being like, I dine out every fucking day. Mm-hmm. So I, if anything, I have a really good intuition on, like, what's actually doing well at restaurants and what other people want. That is 100% yeah. a gift and, and skill. I can restaurants see that actually value that. They're like, that's actually very true. He's actually in the field. There we go. Always learning. Mm-hmm. So why not apply his knowledge that is so relevant to the time now and kind of incorporate it into our restaurants. So that's God, actually I love how, that. Very smart. That's how I make my money. It's consulting and coming up with menus as well. There we go. There we go. Um, great. That's really interesting. <laughs> um, does Albert rate the kiwi dip? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Absolutely fuck yeah. Like kiwi <laughs> onion drink. dip, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, like, <laughs> seriously, there's not that much to New Zealand cuisine. So... Give me a pie, give me a fucking kiwi onion dip, and I'm I'm there for it. Like it's just it gives He's us some, on board. It gives us some Rated character. Rated out of ten. Oh, it ain't getting a ten. Oh, like, okay. It's like it's, a, it's an eight point five. It's an eight point yeah, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but it makes ready salted chips taste better. So like that's I good. Amen. Yeah. Um, you. <laughs> I'm not gonna answer this. I'm just gonna drink. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's your least favorite New Zealand influencer? Oh fuck! Sip sip sip. Who would it be? You can choose not to answer it. You can choose to just drink. Um. Yeah, I'll drink. Yeah, drink. Yeah, I, don't start, drink. <laughs> I don't want to start beef. Yeah. Um, I'll type my answer on my phone, but I could never say it out loud. Um. I think I know who it is. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I think that's like all of Auckland. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, what is the reaction you usually get from staff when you walk into a restaurant? Uh, mostly I see, like, either the maitre d' or, like, one of the waiters going into the kitchen to tell them that yeah, the asshole is here, the too. cunt is here. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Cunt is actually one word that I keep <clears throat> out of my 
captions as well. But <laughs> sorry, because like, people are so sensitive about it. But it's probably the swear word that I say the most in person. <laughs> Fuck. But um, yeah, um, they. I think that's one like the reaction I get. To be honest, like not many people like actually like like me at restaurants. They think I'm fucking annoying because like. Oh, I so disagree. Really? Yeah, oh, everyone feel, loves you. No, I feel like a bit of like a um, nuisance when I go into restaurants and they're just kind of like, fuck, he's here. And I'm just kind of like, out with my I, phone, I, like, I'm ready to take pictures of your food. Like. With Zoom on. I, <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely seen them run to the kitchen. That's so Yeah, funny. yeah, they do that, yeah. Least favourite restaurant to eat at? Ooh, not including goodness gracious. Um, mm-hmm. What is like one of my least favourite restaurants? I would say... Um, oh, I'm going to need, like, one minute to think about this. Wait, my least favorite restaurant would be... You can also just drink. No. Okay. Farina. He's not a bitch. Farina. Farina is my least favorite restaurant on Ponsby Road because um, this is actually nothing to do really with the food. It's just that I get really triggered when I go there because this guy <laughs> that I was dating at the time, um, in the restaurant, I was, I was dead-ass eating a fucking pizza. He was like, this is, like, the three-and-a-half-month, like you know, point right. in the thing where, like, you decide whether to make it exclusive or not. Right. And he was like, sometimes I think we'd be really happy together, but sometimes I think um, about my ex and I compare you to my ex and you'll never make me <gasps> feel the way he did physically or emotionally. <gasps> I was like, Farina, you get a four out of ten. Like, <laughs> so that's one of my least favourite restaurant to go to. That's yeah. a good one for all of us crying on quotes <laughs> yeah. with Cass. Um, that is amazing. Okay, fuck, kill, marry, okay. Frago, SPQR or Soul? Oh, fuck. Okay. Out. Uh, fuck. Mm. Oh, fuck Sol, because she's jazzy and Same. That, dude, that was my answer too. Yeah, I yeah, thought about yeah. this. Kill SPQR. Same. Oh, yeah. and Mary Prego. Yeah. Exact <laughs> Prego. same as me. Prego's reliable. Yes. It's always there for you. Yes. But SPQR is just like, I mean, the boys' bathroom, the like toilet bowl and the urinal are right next to each other without Ooh. like a barrier. So I'm just kind of like, who the fuck does that? Like one's peeing and one's pooing. Like I'm just kind of like, they're, like no, Whoa. they're directly next to each other. I'm just like a restaurant like this needs to tap out. But as much as shit as the food is at SBQR, I am there for the culture. Yeah, I, the culture's I, I'm big. fucking there for it. Like yeah. we live in like a tall poppy syndrome city yeah where it's like but like sbqr is a place where you can be as wanky as possible yeah and people you don't care yeah like people are like jazzy as fuck there and they i love are. that about sbqr the, and i love I, I like the aesthetic yeah i think prego's just so reliable and yeah. soul sometimes i have the best time ever and sometimes i have the worst so right. that's why i'd fuck it because it's right. like the perfect one night stand right, right, it could right. be the best one night right. stand or the worst right. i feel like it's just in its arena you go with your gay friends to soul they totally. make it so fun um Will Albert be performing at any festivals this year? <laughs> that was a genuine question. Bitch. <laughs> um, I'm yeah, not Lord. I'm drinking to that. <laughs> I know. I'm drinking to that too. What would I perform? Would Albert ever do K-pop? I was a K-pop trainee. Fuck off. <laughs> Were you truly? Yeah. I was a K-pop trainee from when I was um, 14 to 16. Years old. 13 to 16, sorry. Yeah. My jaw is on the floor. Yeah. You're so cool. <laughs> no, I'm not cool at all, but like, yeah, so I would spend end of the end of every year, like, so New Zealand summer holidays, I'd be in winter in Korea. Wow. And then I'd do K-pop training. But um, it reached a point where I was kind of like, you either have to now commit and like live in Korea. Yeah. For like 
forever or yeah. you just like give the stream up that's how wow. i actually kind of got into modeling in korea because they're like modeling still a viable thing for you to do at the end of every year mm. but um k-pop is a thing where it's like you're training all the time and you start getting like group members as well to be in, like a boy group mm. you need like to be together all the time so i just was like you know what i'm actually not that good at singing and dancing mm. i know my place in this world is definitely not in k-pop so oh my gosh yeah, i tapped out tapped out yeah there we go Someone asked bottom or top. Oh my god. As surprising as it is, guys, like I'm quite new to getting with guys, so like anal's pretty hard for me right now. Mm -hmm. So for now I'm a bit of a top. Mm -hmm. But like we're in 2020. I don't believe there's just like top or bottom. Like mm -hmm. we should be both. We but should be like both. stretching that asshole Middle. is not easy. Holy <laughs> fuck. I am so <laughs> I'm, like, viciously tight where it's, like, like, I've had guys fuck me and be, like, whoa, you really are tight. Like, to the point, it's, like, I swear it's, like, stressing plug? their dick. No. Oh, my God, you should get one. I'll link you the one that I have. A butt plug. Yeah. Fuck. I have one with, like, a pink crystal on the end. Ah! It's, like, so spiritual. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, link me up to that. I'm yeah. a big bottom, so we'd work well. <laughs> um, someone said, can we get that ice cream anywhere? I assume that they're referring to the right, black the pink, pink ice cream. cream. I mean, guys, I had such big plans for that one. Like, there was supposed Aww. to be an ice cream truck that was supposed to be driving out all of Auckland, uh, scooping all day, but then fucking scooping level three happened, and we just couldn't do it. So, for now, it's not going to happen for a while, but... but something on the cards for something the Something on the cards for the future, yeah. There we go. Some people asked me that too. I was like, no, um, <laughs> you can't have mine. It was really nice. Um, how much do you get paid per post and oh, how fuck. does payment work? Okay. Um, so, oh, fuck. You can drink too. Like, that's why oh, this, fuck. this, I this can is, drink why, this is well, a drinking right? game. You can pass any of these. I just want to reiterate. I'm just so red right now. So I'm just like, no, I'm you're like, not. am I not? No, I'm like getting I feel like drunk. I'm not too. Um, yeah, I mean, actually, should I even be, like, ashamed of how much I'm earning? Or no, like... it's not about being ashamed. It's about the fact that we're just going to drink and not say <laughs> okay, it. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll drink, I'll drink. I'm going to drink to that, too. Um, but you're very comfortable. Anyway. Yeah, I'm um, very comfortable where I am right now. How does Albert eat so much and be a skinny legend? Okay, oh, put God. the people fucking on, because okay. you have the key. Okay, Tell so, them the secrets. All right, like... Sit down, the, take notes. Honestly, like... I am not one of those people who is going to, like, be like, I eat whatever the fuck I want and I stay a certain size. That's bullshit. Like, I... When my eating disorder was bad, I hated people like that. When they were, they were just like, it's my genetics. I'd be like, I I'll fucking kill you in mm -hmm. your genetics. It's not. I... And, like, this is one thing where I'm like, I don't want people to copy me and, like, follow me because I know what I do isn't the most healthiest thing I do. Right. But I eat... Like, majority of the time, I eat a meal a day. Mm -hmm. Like, what I post is what I eat. Mm -hmm. So, that's what I do to kind of just, like, keep myself... Because, like, I'm not a healthy weight. I'm quite underweight. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be real with you. If you want to be underweight, you're not going to be... You're not going to be living the healthiest lifestyle, to be honest. And um, I walk 20,000 steps a day. See, that's the, that's the thing that I was getting at. Yeah, 20,000 steps a day is, like, a massive Daily thing. steps is yeah. the way forward. Because it's just, like, that one exercise that you you can be consistent with. Guys, he is always strolling. Yeah, I, He's, I'm like, walking. Like, I run into you walking on Ponsomy Rose yeah, yeah, more yeah. than I have hot dinners. Like, <laughs> you are, you're, like, a fucking thoroughbred pacing it's like, that. It's such an easy thing as well, because, like, walking is also not just, like, it's not about, like, only, like, staying a certain size, but when you're stressed, like, a fucking stroll 
actually puts you at ease and you just like, kind of like you just kind of relax and like you walking's that thing when you like can think but not overthink you're 100%. just kind of just like in your thoughts and you're kind of taking a time to really slow things down mm. so walking's not only been really beneficial for me to stay a certain size and like stay within the modeling industry mm. but it's also kept me really mentally stable mm. so yeah i've been walking twenty thousand steps a day for like three years now there and we go like, I've, like that that won't keep you from gaining weight. I definitely have fluctuated, but mm. no way is, are you ever going to reach a point where it's just like, whoa, bro, you're far gone. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. It's just like, I'm, yeah, it's it's kept me like at a really healthy lifestyle. But um, the one meal a day thing, though, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. That's just me. Yeah. You don't do that. You don't yeah, do that. No. Um, hybriding a couple questions. I guess this isn't as fun for our drinking game, but <laughs> it's important. Uh, has Albert ever experienced an eating disorder? If so, what one? Okay. What is his tips mm-hmm. for how to recover, right. improve your relationship with food? Right. Um, yes. I mean, like I said, I was in the modeling industry since I was like 17 years old. Um, and there was always a pressure for me to be extremely thin. Mm. So I did vicious dieting. And when you're, when you start dieting, you kind of start to get addicted to the weight loss process. Totally. So I was anorexic. I, my lowest weight at six foot one was Was... 47 kgs. Oh my gosh. But this was after I got cheated on by my girlfriend. So I was also just like very depressed. So Mm -hmm. like that wasn't just like fully my eating disorder. It's just like bad mental state. But I was like 47 kgs and I was also bulimic as well. Shout out bulimia. Bulimia, man. Bulimia, bitch. <laughs> but like, um, we tried her. She didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but to get over an eating disorder is just like, I mean, definitely I did talk to professionals about it. And uh, as cliche as it sounds, it's just like time really does. I was about to say yeah, time. Yeah, it's really time. And like once you start really enjoying your life mm. and like, it's, it took me for like to like fall in love again and like actually start like going out with my friends and like mm. that's when like food and stuff becomes like it's not like your only focus. Absolutely. It's just something that is there. Absolutely. So, and then you look back. It's like one of those things when you look back and you're like, oh, fuck, like I've come so far. And, yeah. Like, you don't. It's not like a conscious thing that you do. Yeah. That's how I found it. But like I've been suffering from like an eating disorder since I was like. 13 because mm. like 13 I was like a fat kid so mm-hmm. I'd always like Same. I was introduced to dieting from my mum because my mum would always Same. diet and yeah. um I'd kind of copy her as well so I always had like a pretty bad relationship with like my weight and yeah. food and yeah I mean it's once, interesting how it starts young eh? yeah yeah and like once you get into that relationship with food you're never gonna fully recover from it like of course I feel a little bit like fuck when I like eat mm. too much but like you grow to kind of find coping mechanisms where it's just like not coping mechanisms, just like you realize that it's gonna be okay. Totally. You're fine. Like don't don't stress about it. But um and with bulimia, the thing that stopped me from vomiting is that babe, it doesn't work. It doesn't <laughs> that's, work. It's like it does the opposite yeah, of that. Yeah, that might not that might not be like the like healthiest it's so advice, annoying. but I'm just kind of like it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It makes your cheeks really chubby. Everything is bad. Yeah, it makes I your teeth rotten. I have like a thousand fillings. Yeah, so it's just it not worth it. It made me gain weight. Like, it makes you gain weight. It makes you gain weight. So like, believe me, not worth your time. I know that's like, yeah, okay, we're not giving you the healthiest f- advice right now, but there are people listening to this struggling with that yeah. who are only in a place to hear what we just said. And, that, totally. and to them, because we have been those fucking yeah. kids, yeah. that's for them. Yeah, and like, when you're 
when you're recovering from bulimia, mm. you gain the most weight. Totally. Because your you body, go right straight up. Your body, like, doesn't know what the fuck to do anymore when there's food stored in it. So it's, like, as cl- like you, I know what it's like to, like, read all this, like, scientific evidence and, like, you're just like, oh, that's them, but that's not going to be me. Mm. It's going to be you, bitch. Yeah. So just stop. Stop harming your body. You need to fucking, like, just, like, treat it, like, so cliche, but, like, treat it like your fucking temple and, mm-hmm. like, it's just... You're probably like, if you're bulimic, you are going to gain weight when you start to recover, but don't panic because you start to balance out. Totally. And that's also one thing I really want to reiterate. Mm. When I, like, after my eating disorder, I'd fall back into it because, like, recovery does lead to a weight gain. Mm. And that can be really overwhelming for some people. Yeah. But fuck, give your body some time to just, like, recalibrate and it balances out. And, like, you, because, like, your body just panics when food is suddenly in it. So it you start needs to it blow. to survive. And yeah, it, yeah. Just, it just needs it to get yeah, back totally, running, baby. Totally, totally. Yeah. And your your body's just like, what the fuck? So you start to like get swollen and like blow in places where you didn't used to. But just like give it some it time to like go away. And it really just gets better. And just... And yeah, seek start, professional help if yeah. you need, absolutely. Please which do. we will link in the podcast. Yeah, um, totally. Show notes, guys. But I, I love that. That's a really important message what would be your self-love tips if we're applying that to a focus of eating disorders Uh what do you have any little like things you enjoy little distractions that helped you um i think it's about like finding things that aren't related to your looks that you value yeah yes yeah so like fantastic answer yeah i remember just like i this was, like, when I, like, started discovering that I really liked writing. Mm. And, like, I just kind of distract myself with other things that were made me feel quite special in comparison to other people. Mm. And um, also just, like, I kind of think in a way my, like, toxic relationship with food and my body made me such an extroverted person because I would kind of seek out to other yeah. people, like, to keep myself distracted, I'd be yeah. like... I, I'd want company from other people, you know? Mm. And then that made me into a really social person as well. There's blessings in, the, in yeah, that process. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I kind of saw people as a distraction for a while. And, yeah. like, from that, I actually met some great friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a silver lining to every situation. There is a silver lining. Yeah. And that keeps hoping provides light at the end of the tunnel. I, I yeah. love that answer. All right, Albert Cho, um, it has been such an honor to have you on the podcast. Thank oh, you so much. Oh, it's been so fun. Thank uh, you for having me. Of course, one little round out question. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who want to do what you've done, right. is what I gauged after kind of talking to people right. about you and what they wanted to hear from you. Right. What is a piece of advice you could give to people who are wanting to follow in your shoes? Follow in your footsteps, rather. As in like footsteps in like social media yeah, and social, stuff? I guess, okay. yeah, social media making money from something they're passionate mm-hmm. about. Right. I think if your passion is to make money, you're kind of, you should tap out now because it's not going to work out. Mm. If you're passionate about something, just focus on that mm. passion. Don't focus on the money. Don't mm. focus on the business prospects that will come afterwards because Amen. when you're passionate about something, that it just naturally unfolds. I never walked into this like food Instagram thing being like, I'm going to get partnerships with this deal and this deal. I'm not, you know, like that's never the motive. It's just you kind of do your own thing and do it brands you love it. and businesses will find you. You don't need to go like oh. seeking out and like pitching to all these businesses. Yes. Just, just 
even with like eating disorders and stuff, just like take a fucking moment mm. to just enjoy yourself mm. and just take a step back and slow down because mm. it's it's just gonna work out if if you, know, you love it and it's authentic it, yeah. in your yeah. heart. Totally, I couldn't agree with that yeah. more. That was like creating the books. I just made them in my bedroom because yeah. I was having fun. Yeah, and totally. it blew up and it led to all yeah. of this. Yeah. This was never the plan. Yeah, the plan was to yeah. write about my ex boyfriend and cry. Exactly. Yeah, like. And also, um, as as like as much as you want to like say like I'm a real bitch, like, I'm like so transparent. You also need to be a bit fake in this industry. Like you need to like kind of like I love how the know? sass just comes right back in. <laughs> you need to be like a little bit. You need to know how to play the game. Like I don't like a lot of people that I associate with. To be honest, but like, like me, I love cats. No, I, I totally love cats. Like, yes. You and I know the people we're talking about. Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of like same. Yeah. Bitch, like, they're going to lead to some coins, so it's fine. Totally. <laughs> like, and, like, totally. At the, at the end of the day, they know as well. Like, <laughs> I know the people that are nice to me because there's, like, a business opportunity. Mm-hmm. And they know that I'm only nice to them because there's a business op- business opportunity as well. So, like, don't feel bad about being a fake bitch. Mm-hmm. That's that's one thing as don't well. Don't feel bad about being a fake bitch. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Just own it. Own, own be real about bitch. being a fake bitch. Be, yes, be yeah. re- that's the whole of LA. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right, guys. So, you can find Albert at, at Eat Lit Foods. Yep. Is there anything we should expect from you? Anything you want to promote? Or is there just exciting things coming that we should wait for? Uh, there were definitely exciting things coming before Level 3 hit. I have a few meetings next week about where we stand right now. But, yeah. Um, there we go. That's tea. Yeah. and You're doing some really cool things. I feel like you've had really cool things come up this year. So I'm yeah, excited to yeah, see what comes through yeah. going Hopefully forward. Hopefully they're still in the fucking works. Like... Mate, like, Jacinda Ardern, I love you, but you and I have so much beef. (laughs) We have (laughs) so much beef. Lockdown level level three, like, round two was just a bit too much. Too much for me. Oh, my gosh, I love it. Well, guys, I will link everything for where you can find Albert down below. It's been an absolute honor. It's been so much fun. Of course, I feel like I've just watched you go from strength to strength to strength and you really inspire me and you inspire so many. Thank you so much. You inspire me, Kat. Oh, thanks, You inspire me to believe that pretty people can actually be smart. (laughs) Like, they can have a personality. (laughs) Hey, that's my job in this world. All right, guys, this has been Sass with Cass. Thank you so, so, so much for tuning in. My name is Cassandra Grodd. You can follow me at at Cassandra Grodd at Quotes with Cass. You can find my books on www.cassandragrod.com slash shop, darling and bully, both available. And we will be back in two weeks. Thank you for listening. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Bye.